Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. talking all things financial. And yes, I do talk about stocks and investing. And yes, I do talk about investing in businesses as you become a kind of an owner. Stocks have been trading for hundreds of years where you get to become an owner of a company. I like owning companies. I'm proud of it. I like saying, hey, I'm an owner of Apple or hey, I, I own shares of Microsoft. I own, I have them, they're mine. Now, some people will go, real estate's better than stocks because look at how great you can make money off leverage. But leverage works both ways. Um, yeah, you can make a lot of money. I, the house that I bought in California has made way more money than the house I bought in North Carolina, but the house in North Carolina was way less risk if things go bad. So I will talk about anything financial here to talk to me today with financial issues. Tony Mendez, Bay area I bring him in as the voice of the common man, but he's also my mortgage lender. <laughs> common man. I, I, I think that's fair. That's fine. Um, I come across as sometimes as crass and arrogant and sometimes one-sided, so I, I kind of bring you in to provide voice. Um, puppies. Puppies are expensive. Kids are expensive. You have a child. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not cheap, are they? No. Puppies are expensive, too. You, you said something last time. You said uh, every, every, I think it was off air. You said yeah. everything's a financial decision that you do. Oh, sure. And uh, it took me a while to figure that out. And, and, you know, cause I would just go and buy something or I, I wouldn't think twice about making, you know, going vacation or what kind of car I wanted to buy. Now it's just, everything is compounded. Uh, every decision means, okay, it, it, it's exaggerated in retirement, what sure. you do now. And I didn't realize that till a little bit later. I, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to say that I'm perfectly set up for retirement, but I'm glad I started when I did as yeah. opposed to waiting another five years, because that's also exaggerated. I don't want to work in, in my sixties. Yeah. Uh, my dad didn't work in his sixties, but my dad has a great pension, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, but it's exaggerated. And that's the best advice I can give somebody that's younger, that's looking into real estate or any other kind of investments, especially retirement. It's hard to talk about retirement when you're 25 to 30 years old and all you want to do is, is hang out with your friends, right? Yeah. Game. Drink beer. Drink beer. Meet women. Meet women. Yeah, that's odd. Go, you know, go do, and, and go to bars. You know, do this. And, and then somebody goes, yeah, have you thought about your retirement? What's your, you know, have you looked at your 401k? And you're like, well, well keep in mind when we were 25, uh, the people who were talking retirement 
Jason Dunn. Do you remember him? Uh, absolutely. Um, he wasn't prepared to tell people about financial decisions. He, he pretended to be. And then there was the guy who always got drunk at concerts. Um, Jeff Noonan. Jeff Noonan. Um, he went to Rush. Uh, he took his shirt off. He takes his shirt off almost immediately. Yeah. And he, he's clearly tripping on drugs. But I don't think he was on drugs. But he looked like he was at a Grateful Dead show. Like day remember eight. The, the bush he had on his chest? Yeah. That was off. So anyway, I got a puppy because I financially made a decision. It's expensive. I don't mind doing it. I don't want a third child. Um, it is kind of like a third child, though. It is kind of like a ter- third child. So I just recently named the puppy. And my last puppy was uh, Maisie the Underdog, and she was part of the family. And like I cried when she finally passed a lot. Um, and I still miss her. Um, but the new puppy's name, 01111011. I think I am the best dog namer in the world. So if you ever see me and my puppy, say, hey, 01110011. Call it Vonnegut. <laughs> you really do want to go short in cold blood. Is that code for dog? No, it's um, in cold blood. It's it's code. It's binary. Of course. But... I love this song. I think All J could have been a bigger, better band. And to the people that like them, they love them, but they're not mainstream. Kiss me, zero... One 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 zero zero one one. So anyway, let's move forward. Um, let's talk real estate because we've already we we talk a lot. And again, I use you as a common man. Um, we talk stocks, we talk real estate, we talk index funds, mutual funds, bonds. I don't own a lot of bonds. Bonds when I was growing up was something old people had, and as I've gotten older, I'm like two percent returns not good enough for me because inflation's two to four percent. And the the more yield you get on a bond, the more risk it has. Later in life, I'll probably do some California munis if I live in California, where I'm not paying income tax on the income it creates. But I'm not there yet. I'm still in the, you know, let's stretch our legs. Did you know I once got brought in by management because I used, I mixed my metaphors. Instead of saying stretch my legs, I said, let's spread our legs. (laughs) That is not appropriate. Spread your wings, not stretch your wings. Like... And I'm like, I didn't know I said that. <laughs> it was a mixed metaphor. Yeah, you said it again. But and I, I said it. In the, I, I said it in the context that I got in trouble, so I know better this time, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, the amount of times I've been written up, it's it's preposterous. It's, well, it's pondering. So let's talk about investing in real estate because you probably see some of that. A lot of people want to do it. I think before you invest in real estate, you should own a home. So you kind of learn the process of what goes into a home. It's costly. There's repairs that you have to make. There's taxes you have to pay. There's furniture you have to buy. Same thing with a rental home sometimes. Maybe not the furniture, but the taxes and stuff. Right. Well, we're actually seeing more and more people buying homes, uh, investment properties without owning their own primary residence. Uh, especially a place like the Bay Area where, you know, $100,000 down payment is uh, not quite 20%. And maybe the payment, I mean, let's say that's an $800,000 house. So you pull in a mortgage on a 700000 that could easily run you in the fours. And you're like, I, I might as well just rent. But what am I going to do with 100000 My 401k is already maxed. Uh, we're seeing a lot more people looking at, in areas uh, that are ch- cheaper. Let's just say Sacramento was a very popular place um, from they 2012 to Sacramento. Sacramento, and they uh, and they're they're getting into investment, but they're renting here. So they, they're you know they're kind of being a telecommute or tele 
investor in a way. Okay. Uh, and you get a property management company and, and you, you budget that in the, in the first time, maybe even the second time that you buy a property. But you know, with a, a good salary here, you could come up with that $100,000 and continue buying real estate and then do things like 1031 exchanges later in life. But you could, if, as long That's as you start early enough. On. When you make a decision to buy real estate as an investment, and you just talk about Sacramento, Sacramento, do you stop and say, I stop and say, I, I want to buy in an area with, that I would want to live in. I don't want to be a slumlord. I don't want to be anything like that. And every time I drive through Sacramento, Sacramento, I see them eating sticky buns. Like if you stop at a gas station, you just see like this huge man or woman in their car just eating like a sticky bun, like a honey wow, bun. You, wow, wow, wow. I'm like, I don't really want to have property here because it's not my clientele <laughs> per se. Well, at the same time, let's say you went to school at UC Davis. Okay. And you... Great school. Great school. And... You saved my grandparents' uh, koi fish. There you go. Santa Rosa fires. Yeah. And let's say that you, you know, get a job in the Bay Area and then you want to go back into... You want to get in real estate, but you start realizing that you... You're not going to okay. buy where you live. Okay. And you go back to UC Davis and you say, um, you see a property there that you want to buy. Um, maybe you get together with your family or another person to do that. I think it's pretty interesting what you're talking about. You, 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 you start there. Yeah. What I like about that is UC Davis is close to Sacramento. I don't want Sacramento. Even though they've got government jobs and government always grows, it doesn't get smaller. I, I get that. So if I were to buy in Sacramento, I'd probably buy near a courthouse in Sacramento because all the lawyers are up there and they're running for politics and such. And UC Davis, I'd do it because it's a school and schools never get smaller. It we doesn't, have, it doesn't we, seem they ever go out of business. Yeah, we have a client right now doing it for Chico, uh, but this is kind of reverse. The you know father I, is buying a house. I couldn't buy in Chico. So you know why? His son can live there. The 1970s TV show, Chico and the man. <laughs> Chico, don't get discouraged. If you ever go back and watch TV from the seventies, it's awful. It's not funny. There's a laugh track. It's, Awful. And then the star of that show killed himself. I didn't know it. I never watched it. Okay. It had an old grumpy man. It was kind of like Sanford and Son, but kind of a Spanish, Latino, American feel. Same thing. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. This woman has the voice of an angel. I clearly don't. There's music all night. And when the hands hit 11, Pennsylvania came to life. All the kids on the corner of California never had that thing. I remember rich girl in the summer like yesterday. Billy, forget me not, forget me not, forget me not. Come on, Billy, don't forget me. Billy, forget me not, forget me not, forget me not. Come on, Billy. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Every time I go away from you, I can feel my mama wait for me. Billy, I will never change on you. You ain't always sunny, honey, but you love me Do not, 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 I hear the dulce tones of Hall and Oates? Whoa. Yeah, Hall and Oates had a terror in the 80s, huh? Anything they touched turned to gold. 
I always kind of want it to be Oates. Daryl Hall was way too talented. I needed someone talented that I could sit behind and go, oh yeah, oh yeah. And that's my contribution. Do the big bushy mustache, curly hair. Sexy music, right? Or sexy voice. What a tear, huh? Had you invested in Hall & Oates at the right time, would you have figured out the wrong right time to get out, too? When when does the music hitmakers stop making their hits? It's so funny. I, um... There we go. A little more Hall & Oates. Run. Tonight on the top five at ten. Let's see who the chart makers are. Anyway, um would you have sold at the right time? Like I remember um I saw Dave Matthews back in college at a place that had maybe five to ten people in it. And my friend took me to another show and then we went to another show. And then I invited my friend uh Amy and Tony. To see a show. And at this point in time, their, their shows were like 500 large. And uh, long story short, it was, it was a pretty great show. Dave Matthews was kind of an innovative sound. Is that fair to say for the time? Born in South Africa. He tells a great story once about sitting on a toilet. And a cricket inside the toilet in South Africa kept jumping up and touching him in his derriere. Ah! And you know what? You don't know what to do at that point in time. Born in Johannesburg, he made an interesting business choice while in Charlottesville, Virginia in 1991. Sony said, we want to sign you to a three-record deal. And he goes, no. We want more. A couple months later, Sonny would come back and say, we'll sign you to a four-record deal. He says, no. A couple months later, Sonny comes back and says, okay, five. You got seven. What's interesting to note about that is his first couple albums were the, the benefit, the success of years and years in work and toiling at, at the clubs, getting the sound right. He didn't have seven albums in him. And that's why his albums today suck garbage. Like, they're awful. They stink of trash. But he did it well. You know who another guy did that well? It was Billy Joel. He had the same thing in the 70s. He signed a bad record deal that basically the only money he was ever going to get was from touring. And not from selling records. And back then, selling records was big money. So it was a five-year deal that he signed. Guess what he did? He didn't release an album for five years, and he became a piano man. Got his music together, and then released it all boom, 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 back to back to back in the 70s. He says, Son, can you play me a memory? I'm not I've never seen Billy Joel play. I've seen Elton John, which is probably the cliche of the two. I think, um... Billy Joel is still doing one night a week or one night a month at MSG. And it always sells out. Like, that's amazing. Anyway, I'm totally digressing into music conversation. But there are business lessons to be found in music. Are there not? I think there are.
how to manage your retirement cash flow is something that you need to learn or think about kind of before you hit retirement, right? Identifying and understanding sources of retirement income. You're going to have social security. It's not going to be enough. It's a supplemental program. So when you get that urge to get a new roof, urge to give your kids some sort of money for college or urge to, you got to be careful in retirement. Can't break your, can't break your budget. So maybe in your twenties, your budget is a practice tool for your sixties. So you got to learn how to determine your expenses, how to manage the five risks to your retirement cash flow. If you're going to get a 2% return on your money, it takes you 36 years to double your money. If you're getting 4%, it takes you 18. If you're getting a 6% return, it takes you 12. If you get an 8% return, it takes you nine years. The market tends to average somewhere between 8 and 10% with dividends. So that's why when you, when you see the number 10% or you see 7.2, money doubles every 7.2 years. Because that's what the market's done for us. And that's what you're aiming for. You're not aiming for 12% because the market doesn't typically do that. And you're definitely not aiming for 20, 25, 35, 35, 45, 55% returns in a year. When you get them, you're like, woohoo! Sock some of that extra away. I think you want to start planning right now to live 30 years in retirement. 30 years in retirement without significant income boost. So let's stop and think about that. I said in your 20s, learning how to budget is kind of like practice for your 60s. But let's say you make $100,000 a year. For some reason, you are you come out of college, you make $100,000 a year. So in, in 40 years, you're going to make $4 million, right? And that's your swimming pool. That's it. That has to last you until you die 30 years later. Wow. Credit card debt, student loan debt, national debt. We're in debt up to our eyes. But credit card debt is particularly bad news in retirement. Trying to withdraw your nest egg efficiently is tough enough, but when you have credit card costs add on, adding on top, it brutalizes and savages you. AARP.org has got a lot of information. I highly suggest people get as much information as they can, but try to be open-minded with it. I'm not going to scream out fake news. Fake news! But if I were to scream out fake news, I would say be very, very cautious about you the information. Are you are fake, fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Isn't it great that's become a lexicon part of it? I'm Rob Black. I'm still alive. What do I deserve to be? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show.
Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. things that make you happy at the same time i want you to make some sacrifices so you can get to retirement i'm opinionated on that i don't think looking back in your 80s and going oh i wish i would have saved money is going to be like i don't want to be the guy who goes i told you so but there's gonna be a lot of people like that i know people right now who are leaving the bay area because they can't afford a home so they're saying, I'm going to go somewhere where I can. But also, I know some of these people, when they do get to the, a new promised land, where they go to Bend, Oregon, and you know, minimum wage or an hourly company goes a lot farther than it does in the Bay Area. I, st- I still know like some of them go out and like, buy like boats, and some of them go out and buy three-wheelers and expensive toys. Um, I love the mountains, but I, you don't see me buying jet skis and, and parasailers and paragliders and... You know, you got to budget this stuff. You can't just go, I want it. I need it. I don't mind investment clubs. I kind of like investment clubs because you know what? I like people talking about money. It's one of the things that I really, really, I wish we could talk more, ta- less taboo about. I don't, we don't have to talk about your sex life. I don't need that. Too much information. But let's talk about your money. I, I feel like our society is a little bit too pent up. And then we also have an issue where sometimes, like my mom, she didn't know anything about money. Was that my dad's fault? Was that my mom's fault? Whose fault was it? In the end, I always blame the person. My first dog was a dog named Duchess. My family's first dog was a dog named Ladybird. Isn't it funny the names that we come up with? Duchess couldn't be more of a dumb name for a dog than imagine how dumb that is. How my father let us name a dog Duchess, miniature schnauzer, is beyond me. One of my favorite memories of Duchess was I was seven years old and I was getting ready to fly to Turkey. And I, I don't know if Duchess knew. She wasn't allowed to come. So we had to leave her with, with another family friend. Um, I, I don't know. Do the Turks eat dogs or something? But she wasn't allowed to come. And she kind of sensed it. I had just gotten 64 Crayolas. I got a big old pack of crowns. Duchess ate the whole pack of crowns. Her poop was fantastic. I'm not saying feed your dog crayons. I'm saying if you do, get a pitcher. Yeah. So we love dogs. Um, so I like investment clubs because people talk. I like that. I think uh, one of my biggest flaws in life has been that I haven't networked enough, which is talk enough. And I always got up early. I have no respect for people who can't get up early. For people who are like, oh, I can't, can't move until I'm a coffee. Man, it's to me, I'm, I'm, I'm up when I'm up. I'm like shot out of a cannon. Uh, but I will say this, as I'm getting older, I'm going to do less and less of this. Because there is something to be said to, for earning a right to sleep in. I've got a friend who has a business. And he doesn't start his day till 10. I'm like, you're never going to succeed like that. He's like, I know, but I'm going to hang on my boy. I'm like, okay, your boy's going to have a, a poor dad. So early bird does catch the worm, in my opinion. But investment clubs I love because people talk, and you could share some resources. Maybe someone's husband works at Apple. Maybe someone's husband 
and I'm, I don't know why I'm going sexist on this and saying that someone's husband works, but I last investment club I talked to was a group of old ladies and they were fantastic. Not sexy. They said, Rob, will you come talk? And I said, sure. And they're like, we'll give you two bottles of wine. I'm like, sure. Double sure. Talk to a room of ladies with two bottles of wine. That's not how it works. And, uh, I loved it because in this group, they were picking stocks to like and not dislike. And they were like, do we like Trump? Do we not like Trump? Do we like Congress? Do we not like Congress? Do we like international investing? Do we not like international? But there was one woman there who was like 78 years old, maybe 88. One of those people that just refuses to die. She moves slowly. She's starting to smell bad. Oh, wait, wait, that's my dog. Um, so no, no, this woman, she just, she was crotchety. She was cranky. And I loved her because someone who says something like, oh, I'm not investing in that company because I once, I know what happened to AOL and this guy. And like, they have memory of something from the past that says, don't think, you know, buying Tesla after it goes up 20,000% that it's going to go up another 20,000. It's not usually how it works. I don't think it works that way. That's not how any of this works. Um, a couple books that I like. Um, I think The Gorilla Game teaches you how to look at companies like an analyst. The Death of Competition teaches you how to look at the ecologies of business. I'll take anything from Peter Lynch just as a introductory so if I had a kid who was 16 years old, and he says, Dad, I want to be like you. And I said, a child arrived just the other day, came into the world in the usual way. And the boy wants to be just like me, so I'm going to get him a Peter Lynch book because it's, it's kind of like a coloring book. It's pretty simple, how to stay inside the lines with Peter Lynch. Now, if you want to get a little bit more kind of crazy, you can go with like a, uh, a Benjamin Graham. And you can look at value investing. And that's great, too. Um, I would be careful of looking at people who promise to make you millionaires. <coughs> Cody Robbins. I would be very, very careful of anyone who promises to let you think like billionaires. Here's the secret of millionaires. Uh, Tony, uh, you're telling me that to become rich, I have to walk over fire? Yes, release your mind and think like a billionaire. Walk over fire. You can do anything. Are you crazy? No way, fool. Tony, we know the trick here. It's it's wood that burns at an incredibly low temperature. So you're not actually walking over anything that's hot. It's it's lukewarm at best. What are you talking about, fool? Anyway, in my opinion, investing is not fun. It takes a plan. But once you have a plan going, it's kind of fun. I love, love going to lunch and looking at my net worth. Because it shows me, like, as a distance runner, I, I'm, I'm not in my last quarter. I'm not ready to die. But I'm close to ready to die. Um, and I kind of want to see where the finish line is. And, you know, te- when you start in your 20s, you got it all. I've been looking at the last 20 years of photos because my dog's about to pass. And uh, just getting kind of a really good view of her. And uh, I was skinny. I was, like, super skinny. Like, I was real thin. I'm like, no. Because I always remember myself as kind of chunky then. But I was just starting off as an investor. And then... 10 more years goes by and like, Whoa, I kind of got this. I kind of got a house and I got a rental property in another state. And then I'm like, Whoa, Oh yeah. yeah." 10 more years later, I got an office property, a house, a rental property. 10 more years later, I've got a house, rental property, a second home. 
I've got my 401k flush with, with investments. I've got emergency money. I've got cash on the side. I know my next vehicle that I'm going to purchase. Like having a plan is kind of fun. I got to admit when I'm 80 and all I'm eating is pudding and like soft foods, it's not going to be as much fun. You're darn tootin'. Because when I hit 60, I'm going to stop working or maybe earlier and the money's not going to grow as much as it used to. It's going to, it's, it's, it's not going to be as much fun. In, in fact, it may be stressful at that point in time. I may go, kids, you're not going to inherit anything right now. I want to leave everything for my children because I believe that the children are our future. But in 20 years, when I see everything shrinking, I may get grumpy. I may get angry. I may go, it's mine. It's going to be with me. You go make your own money. I do at some point in time want to hit people with a cane as an 80-year-old person and be arrested for it. Hey, man, I'm 91 years old. Got that? I deserve a little respect from <laughs> you, my buddy. My buddy? Oh, I love old people. They're so cute. Especially when they eat and food falls out of their mouth. Um, when I was a young boy, I was watching the New York... World Series, and Reggie Jackson was up, and that was the year he hit five home runs. Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. And in my family, we were kind of an international family because we moved so much. So you had to pick teams, and my brother Dave taught us how to read by picking teams. So I picked the Yankees, of course, and I'm watching Reggie Jackson, the World Series, and I've got four older brothers, and at some point in time, I pick my nose. And at some point in time, I slip it in my mouth, And all four of my brothers freaked out, gagged, laughed, mocked me for eating boogers. And it taught me a great investment lesson. Eat boogers in private. No, 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 no. You can pick your nose. But don't pick stocks. Until you have enough money that you can make a mistake or two. I made a mistake of picking my nose and eating it. It was delicious. I had what were referred to as sugar boogers. It was a dietary issue that a physician told me was okay. I'm a rare, rare case. They taste like uh, RC Cola. Tacky. I know you're saying RC Cola. We were one of those families that didn't have enough money for Coca-Cola. So you can pick your nose, just don't pick stocks. I know too many people who buy stocks with Ideas that they have nothing about. I once bought a company that froze cancers in your prostate. I know nothing about that other than it sounds good. I once bought a company that sold bicycles in China. It's a great story. Man, when you get taken a break with a little Howard Stern music, it ain't bad. It ain't bad. My... I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Just in the past, are we gonna last forever? 
You see a headline that looks beautiful. U.S. adds 250,000 jobs. You start thinking, the happy days are here again. Like, we're adding jobs. That's good. I like a beef pot pie or chicken pot pie. Now that I have a job, I can afford it. Wasn't food better when you were a kid? Like when you eat one of those Swanson's or Hormel chicken pot pies, you're like, man, this is good. It's frozen. It's totally good in microwave. It's totally good. Ooh, it burned my tongue. It's totally good. And you eat it today and it's like, it's cardboard. It's cardboard with some juice on it. And you don't know what that juice is, right? But you see a headline, U.S. adds 250,000 jobs. And that's good news, right? Wage growth hits a nine-year high. And that's good news, right? Wrong. And it's it's almost like you're going to put your hand out and you're going to feed the dog and someone's going to chop your hand off with a cleaver. You're like, I was just trying to feed a dog. It's good news. Who doesn't love dogs? Who doesn't love puppies? Who doesn't love feeding? Who doesn't love good things? But the odds that the Fed were going to raise interest rates, they started to weaken recently for the December meeting because we're looking at the world markets. And then Trump says, oh, by the way, I'm going to talk to China soon. And I've, I've put someone on tasked to draft an economic plan, a trade a trade plan with China. Like, wait, 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 wait. Last week ago, you were like, we'll crush you, darn Chinese. And you took your shoe off. You start throwing nuclear bomb talk around and stuff like that. Okay, so I just made that part up. But he could have. So we get a little bit of positive news about Trump talking with China about potentially putting together a trade draft agreement. And you see the, you know, the U.S. adding 250,000 jobs and wage growth hits a nine-year high. And the Federal Reserve's like, ha, 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 we got exactly what you need to slow down. We're going to raise interest rates. And some people wish the Federal Reserve would be a little more gradual versus a little bit more intent. Now, they're, they're saying they're looking at the data, and the data is, you know, Trump putting together a plan, wage growth, the highest in nine years. Uh, 250,000 jobs, that's good news, but it's going to also slow down the economy because that's the way our economy works. We don't want it, when the pendulum starts swinging towards growth, and it's swinging towards growth right now, jobs and wages, we we go, we must stop the pendulum. The pendulum would eventually stop itself. But the Federal Reserve does kind of uh, mechanical and financial engineering of their own, so they stop it before us. If we get to a point where we're paying people 6%, 7%, and they're coming out of UCLA, and this is my typical impression of someone coming out of UCLA, they could use their diploma for, like, handicap parking. Oh, oh, too soon, right? So, but if we're paying that UCLA graduate 6% more than the UCLA graduate before, then the economy's going to overheat, and it's going to create a situation where we can't continue to pay the bills as a corporation, or someone's going to fail inside the system and then suddenly we have to fire a lot of people. So we're overheating right now when we see wage inflation hitting a nine-year high. Am I happy there's wage inflation? Yes, I'm happy there's wage inflation. I think the middle class in America is ra- is rapidly disappearing. And I think it gets worse. I think the middle class in cities like San Francisco and San Jose are gone. And what's what's left are people who inherited their mommy and daddy's place or people who bought 25, 30 years ago when they had a higher paying job or when there was more of a middle class. But now that middle class that they were then couldn't buy the house that they bought now. So it, it's a problem. So good news is bad news. And guess what bad news is? 
it's buying opportunity inside of capitalism. The cycle and the pendulum will eventually swing back. And you never know where in the pendulum swing you are. It's like, it's like the mask of red death. Was that a Poe? That was Poe. Was that the one with the pendulum? Let's just say that it was the one with the pendulum. <laughs> and it goes back and forth. And you always want to try to guess when it's at its high. Or when it's going to cut the rope. And you're going to put your hand up for just a second. It's going to cut the rope and you're going to be free just like Batman. Okay, okay. In this day and age, could Batman be made on television again? Super rich guy who adopts a kid? A boy? Okay, wait, wait. How about we do this? How we get by the way, Snoop Dogg to star in a Batman remake? Where Snoop Dogg is a super rich 60-year-old extravagant billionaire who adopts a Caucasian 20-year-old young man. It's never going to happen in this society again. Are you crazy? Even Batman is, is curiously odd that we look at and go, I don't know if that's appropriate. I remember a couple years ago, people got upset at Sesame Street for Ernie and Bert living in the same apartment together. We live in tough, tough, tough times to figure out what's right and what's wrong. President Trump, according to Bloomberg Services, when you hear things like that, President Trump, according to Bloomberg Services, what you should instantly know that there's some press release information. Like anytime you get a Yahoo and you punch in like your stock that you're looking at, um, it can be any stock at Yahoo. And you see the news underneath it of um, like Starbucks. Starbucks is a great one because 98% of the information Starbucks sends out is just press releases. Oh, guess what? We got elf coffee this year. I was made with make espresso. Made with real elves. It's elf espresso and it's got 17% more elf blood in it this year than last year. You're like elf blood. We love elf blood. We got to have elf blood. Elf blood makes it, it's, it's like tiger bomb. It's like, it makes your muscles feel good. So anytime you see a press release, you have to see it as a press release. If it says press wire or business wire or, or Reuters on it, it's a press release. It's, it's all about getting you to say, oh, I didn't know they made it with real elf blood. Now that I know that, I'm going there because I want the good organic stuff. So be careful in the risks that you see out there. Oh, that's all I got. I need a cigarette. Walk with me. I'm not black. You can send this tape off to the Smithsonian. It's going into the top 10 radio classics of all time. Have a good day. Have a good weekend. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I have seminars coming up. When I do, they're even better than the radio show by 17% more elf blood. Find out more at robblackshow.com. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525.